Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. The podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. Welcome back. It's time for Barbie colon Fairytopia. The first original narrative from Barbie here. Not that some of the others weren't fairly original, but yeah, we've got a new we've got a new way of displaying the titles. We've got colon this time, mm. which is always important to teach your children the difference between a colon and a semicolon. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for this. Yep, um, very much so. But it's yeah, um, it's a big change, isn't it? This this film does yeah. not look or feel like anything we've had before no it really doesn't like we've got no again we've completely abandoned our shelly kelly intro um it's not based on any sort of fairy tale or literary classic um i was hoping for songs but there weren't any (laughs) yeah because obviously last time we did have the musical and it was very successful Mm. and this just seems like a a really weird, almost like a reboot. But yeah. of course, it all comes from the fact they had some toys to sell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and this one, and, and we'll get a chance to mix Barbie with another staple of um, uh, sort of gender-specific to- toys and, and fairies. Yeah, who doesn't bloody love a fairy? Sky dancers, am I right? Fucking sky dancers, one of the best toys ever invented. Uh, what what's that? Is that is that the one like you'd have a bit of string and you'd pull it and then they'd fly off into the air? Hell yeah, or into the fire. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah, they're amazing. I had one with purple hair. She's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. Her little um, stand that she would have the pull string attached to was like this big crown with like jewels and flowers. My sister had one that was like a dolphin. It was really, really lovely. Like peak girly, like hella femme. Like Mm. big fan, big fan. Um, And this is very that. This is, you know, Barbie is absolutely classically blonde. She's got a beautiful pink, like, tutu-esque dress. I will bring up that her shoes are backless, but they have the ballet string. So they're like a oh. slipper with no back, but the string that goes up your ankle is if you're tying ballet shoes, point okay. shoes. And I was just a bit uncomfortable every time I had to have a zoom in on them, which was quite often, because I was like, I don't like a backless shoe. It feels a bit like... Well, if, flippy floppy. If you were a fairy with wings, why bother with shoes? Period. You don't see many well, birds with shoes, do you? But this um, is the thing, though. But but of course, our Barbie in this one, she she's she's different. She has no, no wings. She cannot fly. Um, I found that so fun. We have a really lovely intro with the credits as we look around Fairytopia, which is just beyond the rainbow of your world, which is lovely. Um, Next to Oz, I assume, where loads of, like, fucking political shit is going down and then you've just got Fairytopia where they're like, la, 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 la. Um, And really beautiful CGI, like, really lovely music. It had, like, two female writers that came up as the first credits and I was like, I'm on board. Like, I'm 100% here. And we flit around, much like the opening of Maleficent, the live action, 
And then we zoom in on, on our Barbie. And I was looking at her and I was like, oh my God, she's got no wings. And like I spotted it. And then these like, what I thought was fairies turn up and they're like, oh God, ha, ha, you've got no wings. And Barbie sits up and she's like a giant compared to them. Like this, this is... Yeah, the, 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 there's a bit. There's quite a bit of this in the whole film. There's a whole. The, the, so this isn't the same CGI style as we've been used to. So no. I think we've talked about it. it. Hasn't been fantastic, but it's been okay. Mm. This one, the backgrounds. I mean, you called them beautiful, but it's very soft and simple. Yeah. Um, it's not as defined as we we're used to and there is a softness to the i felt there was a softness to the pitch quality all round. there was something mm. about it a lack of detail but one of the things that gives us because we, there's nothing to judge size against is that you think either this is really bad or she's a giant yeah. but as it turns out they're pixies and they're yeah. tiny but there's there's a couple of other characters later on that the, 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 the sense of scale keep... Change. And, and you can't judge it against anything because the only thing ever in the frame is some pastel background and the characters. Yeah. But, and and it's really hard. I was like, what? Is that just really bad or are they really tiny? And I have yeah. to admit, I had to go off and read up about it a bit to find out we aren't the only people that wanted that. Oh, <laughs> good, because they... they eventually like it's another good like five minutes before they fly off and they're like come on pixies and i'm like oh you're pixies that's why you're small but they're like teasing barbie and i'm like she will just eat you she could like, <laughs> swallow you whole like she's so big <laughs> compared to you so i was like is she some sort of human child that's been trapped in the fairy realm like a, and that's like why she's wingless yeah and then i was like oh no this means we're gonna end up with some ending where she's like given wings because she's a freak without them rather like it just wouldn't fly these days like these days it'd be like no barbie you're okay without wings like you've clearly proven yourself without wings and therefore you don't need wings because it's very ableist of us to sit here and be like you get wings now because that's what you were missing all along you freak when she's proven that she's absolutely fine she's lived to the ripe old age of i don't know 15 without (laughs) wings so. Yeah, so it's it's funny you should say that, and maybe I'll 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 say keep me powder dry to the end. But that's exactly the thoughts I was going through mm-hmm. as the film progressed. It was like, I know what's going to happen here, and you've really missed an opportunity. I know this is two thousand and five, which wasn't the, and that long ago. Wasn't that long yeah. ago? but I think now. But, but in I, terms of our ideas of things and our. Um, the way we talk about things nowadays, I think it is a very long time ago in that sense. Mm. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not coming for this Barbie movie for not being better, but it's very um, poignant to me here in 2021, looking at it and going, oof, Barbie, ouch. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done no. Um, I will just draw another allusion. So you talked about what did you call them? Those those spinning fairies, skywalkers, sky dancers, sky dancers. So one of the other things I felt this film was kind of pulling on, which was something 
I guess probably not from my children's youth, but I seem to remember my sister had books and pictures and things. Um, do you know about um the flower fairies? Uh, Cicely Mary Barker's sort of drawings and stories and things about uh, is world. the Pope Catholic? Okay, cool. Do you, you so you see where I'm coming from with all these yes. fairies named after flowers and yeah, good. And and I believe yeah. he is. I believe he is Catholic, so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's right yeah. there with that bear shitting in the woods. To- totally, like, absolutely. And, like, you know, you can't really blame them. Um, uh, so you've got the sort of uh, fairies that live in that. You really get this sense of, like, a big king, like a like a world. Um, so you've got the, the the magical meadow or whatever it's called where Barbie lives. Sorry, what's her name? Um, Alina. A- Alina. I keep wanting to call her like Elvira. And I was like, no, not a vibe. That's, that's a whole um, different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alina is wingless. We don't know why. We She also doesn't have parents. And I only say that because her best friend Dandelion does have parents. Um, her house is like an eco modern house like a smart house that like responds to her needs that is named it's a peony peony. very very and is that a flower yeah it's a peony it's a very eastern flower so um in uh, in once upon a time in the west what's it called um the jet lee film um his his 13th art her real name is peony it's a very pretty name pretty Ah. flower um but yes so they all kind of live in flowers again which has given me that whole flower fairy vibe yeah absolutely and you get the sense that it's just in the meadow that this is a vibe like we have the sort of flower fairies here in the meadow um, the whole world is run by an enchantress, which again is very lo- uh, royalist, and like everyone's just sort of like loyal to the cause of the enchantress. We don't know how she got into power, why she deserves to be in power, because the primary villain of this piece, as I would have hoped, because again it took a long time for this to be revealed, um, is her sister, like oh, but that's Swan Princess weird. too. But- so can I go another bit of weirdness here? A bit of, I've struggled yes. to get my head around. So, so the encha- we, 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 it's taken as believed that the Enchantress is running it. So I did a bit of Wikipedia in, did a bit of yep. Barbie fandoming, because yep. that's what happened to my search engine now since we started <laughs> doing this show. And it turns out that, that, that Fairytopia is it's got seven sort of kingdoms in it, seven areas, and we'll meet, we'll go to a couple of them in this film. But yes, you're right. It's all run by so the Magic Meadow, wherever it is, is is one of them. So I guess that's mm. like Suffolk. Yeah, for sure. It's like Hobbiton. <laughs> keep, 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 just keep it on brand for you. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's, sort of the, it's the country file out 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 in the wilds. Um, and and maybe they're a bit behind on the news because they believe in the Enchantress. But Laverna, is it the the, the yeah? Is that her name? Yeah, Laverna. Well, she's not real, is she? She's just, a, she's just, a, she's the sister of your ruler. Honestly, this is, like this is not, this is not like some, some this is not boogeyman. Odd. No, this, this is, is not the Jabberwocky. This even... is the sister of your ruler. It's like 
Princess Margaret to Queen Elizabeth. Like, no one was like, we've heard legends of the socialite Princess Margaret who takes baths at nine in the morning drunk. It's like, no, 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 she's real. Like, she's in vogue. Like, she's real. Although the royal family did lock away some of their family into into, (laughs) into a home because of their mental illnesses. But, um, yes, it it was just odd. It was just odd the way they talked about her. Well, it can't be Laverna. She can't. She's not real, or she's is she, Dandelion? Yeah, very odd. Um, <laughs> and and I like to think that this is very much, uh, as you've said, this is Suffolk. So this is people are like oh, Laverna. No, she doesn't exist. She's just a myth. But then four hours down the road in Fairy Town, they're like, No, I know someone that knows her. Like mm. she's a hundred percent real. Like, what are you talking about? She's yeah, real. I kind of, I kind of like that. Well, I, I, yeah. I am, I am just going to have a little, a little dig, right, about the name of Fairy Topia, right? Because <laughs> uh, Topia, um, they're using it in the Thomas More sense of utopia mm. and dystopia. You know, about mm-hmm. a perfect, a, a world, a place. I think it means a place. So it's, it's a, it's a suffix. It's a, a word that means of a place. Um, so the. Thomas More's Utopia was this perfect world where everything worked perfectly, but of course it wasn't. And then Dystopia as well. Boy, you and I have talked about a dystopian parts <laughs> in Logan's <laughs> Run, but it's you know it's, it's, it's a very common science fiction and fiction trope. So, what would a fairy topia be? Would it be a place of fairies? And unfortunately, topic actually also means out of the body. So it's you know like so, so often used when when organs or pregnancies happen outside of the place they're meant to be like people are born ah. with with kidneys and things outside of yeah. their body and things like that. so that's topic that, that's a topia that's a topia as well so is this a place where fairies aren't meant to be as well i just i, I just well, found the whole thing crazy i know what they're really an interesting for. point because because we're here in fairy topia with pixies and puffballs and other races, like it's mm. not just fairy fucking topia. It's, it's Caucasian all town. manner of winged <laughs> yeah. creature topia. And how dare the fairies assert some sort of dominance? I assume due to their size and human-looking abilities, like some sort of fucking dictator like why is it not pixie topia or puffball topia there's or plenty as, enough of them oh as we'll find out later in the film that the whole mermaid empire here as, yeah, which yeah. is one of the seven kingdoms they're not fairies either um yes oh yes i found out the seven kingdoms so 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 mermaidia whatever it's called is one of them mm-hmm. um the this this place suffolk is one of them <laughs> um there's 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 a whole there's a whole backstory to this which gets built up. So I guess what we should also mention is this is the first film in a sub-series yes. where Barbie plays this character, Alina. Um, and they're not all in a row. They're not all together, but they're all they're all pick-outable. All to sell, of course, these Fairytopia toys. Of course. Have you seen them? They're amazing. Uh, they, they are pretty cool. Because, like, also I want the playset. Actually, no, scrap that. I want... A real life, what is it called? Peony? Yeah, we'll have to live in. Yeah. So it's like a one bed. It's like a gorgeous one bed with a chandelier, smart house that responds to your needs. It like plays a lullaby for you as you're going to sleep. It's like a really nice, hey Google. Like it's. 
Cool, careful. Like, she <laughs> <laughs> nearly went off then. Um, yeah, it, it's, I it's an eco year. I accidentally swore in front of one the other day, and it told me off. <laughs> I don't believe you ever accidentally swear. I think that's just in your, <laughs> that's just in your DNA. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's a cute little one bed smart house that's in the shape of a flower. And I was like, oh my God, uh, I want it's, that. 500 pounds a, a month. I'll pay that. It's an eco yurt, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. And it's nice to think that they all live in these. But like mm. you say, we do know that Dandelion has parents. So do they have yeah. one each? Do they share a bigger flower? And what happened to Elvira's parents? The Enchantress Elvira's parents. Exactly. We, 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 but there's lots of things we don't really make a lot of sense. However, what's nice is, is that they're building a world here. And they're building a world which mm. is going to actually exist for more than one film. Yeah. Um, so I quite like the idea they're building up like a mythology and a background. And, and, and you Definitely. read around and people bloody love this film. I know... Um, Obviously, the the film we talked about last time, the Princess and the Pauper, is probably the one that has got the, the wide, it's got that 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 biggest, big yeah. wide appeal. But there are people I found on the internet, mm. not in two dark corners, that love the Fairy Topia films. That are of that, I guess they're of that age. There's, there's, there's... I, I completely get it as well. Like, it's so, it's like a little Middle Earth, mm. but like pink and full of fairies and mermaids i love fairytopia like i'm really struggling in that and we'll go into it more but i was like for an hour and 10 minute movie it drags in places i really felt that especially compared to the princess and the pauper which was a lot mm. longer but felt quicker um and yet, I really loved visiting all these different places, meeting all of these different people, understanding how the world worked with the Guardians and the Enchantress and the whole rainbow stuff. And I wanted to know more. Like, I'm so happy there's sequels with these characters because I'm desperate to know more. Um, lots of things unfulfilled. Like, a very obvious thing that has been tick-boxed in every other movie doesn't happen in this movie, which I found fascinating and they easily could have stuck it on in an extra 10 minutes that would have made it the same length as all the other movies but they didn't so i was like wow barbie progressive um and yeah it's just really fun so i'm super i get it i completely get the love for it i really really do and that creature a bibble who is a puffball is iconic because he's no. in all of the memes and I finally found out where he is and what he is. I mean, I don't know what he is, but I know where he's come no. from, so that's nice. I can't Even if he is like a, a pre-minion. <laughs> um, I love, right? I love the unicorn and I love the dragon and I mm. love the ridiculous stoat and all the bad <laughs> This is just a nonsense ball of fur that talks in its own little funny language, and oh, yeah, I think it's, it's like it's like BB-8 with fur. From, it's funny, Star isn't Wars, it? But... Like throughout the whole movie, I was either like, I I can't decide if I really like what they're doing with Bibble. Or if I can't fucking stand it. Like, I genuinely can't tell you. At points I was like, I really like that he has this mature side of comedy where he's like, 
got this attitude about him that doesn't quite fit the sort of joyous tone of the rest of the movie and he's quite edgy which fits in with all the other previous animal sidekicks but then at the same time he's just a fucking fluffy minion and I want to squeeze his little head till his eyeballs pop out you know no one else has one so it's like it's like I'm just meant to accept there's this thing this fluffy little nonsense creature and uh, like you there are bits in the film where he is quite funny <laughs> mm. um, you know it is it, it, it there's a little bit there for comic relief and you think oh, all right then and i get it i get it that barbie needs someone to talk, uh, to talk to and elaborate aspects of the plot to and a nonsense language stops but still. she had dandelion to do that who is like hey hey the moana chicken who is like pushed pre-movie and then left behind for the adventure so dandelion is like oh elvira uh fucking shit's going down we should do this together but i'm gonna go check with my mom bye and then yeah. later on she's like i'll come on the journey with you oh no i can't do that anymore bye it's like dandelion i will i will also say did you notice that bibble was immune to laverna's spell yeah but he's Every, got wings. Yeah, so so Laverna has a, she's actually got a plan. Now it's a good it, plan. Yeah, I mean, as as these kind of plans go, it's kind of straightforward and kind of works, and actually has a bit of a sort of real world stuff. So her plan is to she's created some magic dust that stops winged creatures being able to fly, and then she will pop in with the antidote. Everyone will say, "Oh, Laverna, you're the greatest after all. Please be our leader." Bibble never is affected by it. Every other winged creature is. But you're, you're right, Dandelion, they set her up to come along. They go into this deep, dark forest that's frankly disappointing in its deep darkness. And <laughs> and and then she says, oh, I can't fly anymore. I'm going to have to go home. And flies home. Yeah, she, yeah. Oh, you can't, like, I, oh I... you can't come, Dandelion. You don't know how to walk. You, you, I've been walking my entire Literally. life. <laughs> I don't... Like, why is Dandelion such a bad friend? Like, why does she hate Elvira? Like, what is her deal? Like, Dandelion, you're either in this or you're not. Like, what are you even doing? Like, if you didn't want to hang out with me, Dandelion, why don't you just say, instead of walking with me for five minutes and then being like, oh, no, <laughs> the inevitable's yeah, happened and I can't deal with it, so friend. I'm going to go home. She's only coming out with you as long as her purse has got money in it. And then she's yeah. no good to you. Literally. Um, yeah, so she's shit. And like, she's <laughs> like a really bad friend. Because, um, uh, again, to her credit, um, Alina is brave and resourceful and thoughtful. And, oh my God, there is the best plant and payoff in this movie at the very beginning we find a seed okay it's just fallen from a plant and dandelion is like hey alina why don't you try throwing that seed see how far you can throw it and alina's (laughs) like okay and she throws the seed really far and really well. And she's a really good thrower. This is never mentioned again until the very end of the movie <laughs> where well, she needs to throw something to save the day. And, and she she's not just a really good thrower. 
What she's actually perfected is the art of throwing like a baseball pitcher would 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 throw, which is a way I I, I hesitate to just no one else pitches or throws a ball in that way at all. That is something that's been utterly designed for the for the game of baseball. And those of us for whom baseball is not a sport, it's like it always is like a really awkward way to throw something. But I'm guessing it works, yeah. I'm assuming the game of baseball's based on this. That's fine. So, but yeah, it's but it's like just let's do this. Let's have a quick game of throw. Well, I'm off now. And yeah, you think, yeah. what? Um, what was that about? Yeah. What, and obviously, what? you're right. Nothing happens in a movie that isn't actually going to pay off later on. But it's subtle as a tin of spam, as often these things are. <laughs> Wonderful. So happy. So happy. And do you know the best thing? I did not see it coming. I wrote down. Like, oh, she's got a good arm. Like, I wonder if that's going to be important because she doesn't have wings. And then Laverna turns up and she's like, I'm going to cast a a sickness where no one can fly and everyone's wings will become useless. And I'm like, hmm, that's not going to be a problem for our wingless fairy, is it? Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, And I still forgot about it until the very end. And then she like yeeted the thing into the thing. And I was like, yay! (laughs) 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 Woo-woo! Storytelling at its best. Cinema! She yeeted that thing into the thing. And that, <laughs> that is that, how she saved the day. That's our first T-shirt quote. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie Cherrytopia eating the thing into the thing since two thousand five. Fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Laverne is a really great villain. She falls into that wonderful, um, like the Little Mermaid two, the Swan Princess two, like the sort of sibling of the previous person. Um, mm. like hot evil like hot evil like I hope there was a doll of her I don't think there was Laverna Fairy Topia doll um, and you can tell she's evil because she's got a beauty mark on her cheek oh for sure and like purple eyeshadow yeah. there is but it comes out very much later I think it comes out with uh, the magic of the rainbow yeah because she, she, she's, um, she's an antagonist in a later film as well um but I, I kind of liked her. I, her plan I really was, liked her. her plan was reasonable compared yeah, to some of like... the plans. It, you know, we could unpick it, but compared to some of the other plans, we, we, you know, like Gothel. Remember Gothel? Uh, yeah, Never, Gothel didn't ne- have a plan. Gothel didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, there was some, there was some thing she was doing in the, in the, in the with some idea in mind but never really had a pl- an actionable plan that that a no. meant b meant c meant d this this was and the you know the the wronged younger sister or young younger sibling that feels that you know always in the shadow of her older older sibling that feels like quite a valid you know reason for being a little bit Ju- yeah justification naughty. for being annoyed and and, you know it's very sort of Ursula if you start to think that Ursula and Triton were siblings and one of them was like I get to rule Atlantis and the other one and you have to go live in a fucking cave and it's like um because as usual like you know it's very Maleficent where it's like why am I in a cave and you get to hang out with people all the time and be ultra powerful like and there's no indication that when Laverna starts ruling the kingdom she's gonna do a bad job of it None at all. I mean, just, just remember, she's lived her whole life. Everyone doesn't think she exists. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm Team Laverna, but as bad guys go, this is this is fairly traditional stuff. As is, I think, yeah. the whole film. The whole film is a quest from A to B, where mm-hmm. where our heroine and her growing gap. This is the Wizard of Oz, right? This yeah. is this is the Hobbit. This is yeah. People, a, a gang get together, and uh, through a journey, they travel through, have some adventures, and beat a bad guy at the end who has some that we can have some sympathies with. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Whoa, I'm evil. I mean, there's a bit of that, but. There is a bit of that, <laughs> but, but I, 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 don't <laughs> I, know. I, I wanted to like Laverne. I, I, I compared to some I really of the other did. bad I'm... we've had. Yeah, I'm all right with her. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm pumped that she's going to return in later movies. Like I really am. I really want to flesh her out more. I'd love a redemption arc for her. Like I'm holding out for that, where she like pulls her hair out of that um, scary bun, mm. and like now she's good. Um. Yeah, no, I thought she was really good. And considering it was an original narrative, I thought it was smart of them to like pick a structure and full-on stick to it. Um, I thought it was... They didn't really try to introduce many like subplots. There was like the villain's plan and the hero's journey, and that was sort of it, but it was fine. And it was, um, it was, it was about selling toys of the world, really, wasn't it? It was saying, let's go and have yeah. it. Oh, look, here's, a, here's this character. Here's, here's a whole different race of characters. There's mm. all sorts of things we can do. So I'm, I assume they had in their mind this would be a, more than one movie. There'd at least be a sequel to it. Because <coughs> I think they'd invested quite a lot in these toys, hadn't they? Yeah, and again, it, it makes sense to. Because um, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of like potential plushy toys on top of the normal Barbies. Because oh. I wouldn't want a bibble that's plastic. I want a bibble that's fluffy. Oh. I don't want a Hugo that's plastic. I want a Hugo that's like plush. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Hugo. Is it Hugo or Hugh? Oh, is it Hugh? Sorry. Well, no, I Hugo. don't know. I know, no, I'm thinking Hugo sounds like. I, I was a bit perturbed oh, no, by his name. Is it Hugh? I was a bit perturbed with his name being Hugh. That's, that's, it sounded like a very un-American filmy sort of name. It's a very British sort of. Yeah, well, it's a Canadian voice actor doing a British accent. Mm. Um, we've, I've, there's a meme going round uh, that you've oh, seen. Oh, it's Hugh, like the colour Hugh. Yeah, like the colour Hugh. I thought yeah. it was Hugh, like Hugh Grant. which you know i think is what they're playing on Ah. Um, but he's a wonderful introduction to that barbie meme where it's like no one animals in barbie movies and they're like they've all got ridiculous like big eyes with eyeshadow and uh, eyelashes and they look like terrifying and this is the first, it's more a vibe of like Francis the Ladybird from A Bug's Life, where mm. the joke is that he's a ladybird, but he's a man. This butterfly is incredibly like big, chunky eyeshadow, big, long lashes. But he talks like this, what, what? And he's off to help you on his journey. And the juxtaposition of that is so amusing to me. And I don't know why. I because did. it's like I the toy that. is there for you to be like, and this is the pretty butterfly to go and help Barbie on her journey. But in the movie, they're like, we've cast renowned voice actor Mark Owen, or whatever his name was, to do the voice of Hugh the Butterfly. <laughs> and it's like, Mark, okay. Mark Oliver it is. Mark Hugh Oliver. The Butterfly. Yeah, but <laughs> the, I get a Bug's Eye vibe from him. It's a, mm. But we've, we, I guess we've jumped ahead a bit. We brought Hugh in early. but Yes, sorry. 
Well, no, well, I, I don't know. Do we have to do these things in order? <laughs> <laughs> but but he, I think he's kind of important because, again, he's another toy. Is he a toy that I'd want in plastic or is he a toy I want to cuddle in bed with? Yeah. Um, 100% I and, I, and I don't know the answer. I want Hugh in bed. I'm just going to look him up. Um, oh, cute. Ah, so there's like a mixture. There's like a Hugh that the Barbie can sit on with plastic wings, but he's got fur on him. He does not look like Hugh from the movie. Um, but it's cute regardless. Uh, really like that. Oh, it's a little tiny Barbie. Oh, he's got like a seat on his back. So that's interesting. So it's, yeah, that's really well designed. So I, I can, yeah, that's fine. I can okay. go with that. We're, we're, we're going to give Hugh a pass. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. Oh, I see. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. The dolls are great. I'm just on Amazon and the dolls are great. Like, big fan of the dolls. Hopefully some of these dresses are going to turn up in later movies, which I can't wait for. Um, because her dress was like fine it was a nice um, design where you've got the sort of big fluffy sort of sleeves on the not fluffy but like the big froofy sleeves on the front of the dress and then it was sort of a tutu petal skirt as a, and I've mentioned her shoes already her hair was very nice she had lovely they've all got this sort of like exaggerated like on sims 2 you can get it as part of the makeup option where it's like a cat's eye that's coming out of your eyeliner on your eyelid that then mm -hmm. swirls up to your eyebrow they've all got that it's very nice and um of course Eileen vera l l elena get a better name barbie you're meant to be my protagonist elena is um sorry for any alinas out there alina is meant to well she's got a rainbow in her eyes right which so means let's, that so let's she's talk got a about touch that. of destiny about her <laughs> let's talk about that right because she does appear to have some weird tattooing by the side of her eye face sort mm -hmm. of bit but a character we haven't met yet sort of mentions this rainbow in the eyes and i wasn't too sure if i was missing something if there was something i could see or i needed to be a guardian fairy to see it because the only people that ever mention it are the sort of the guardian fairies in laverna as well. laverna have i just added a to her name oh, no, I haven't. no that's fine and i just wondered because because obviously people have been picking on poor alina her entire life mm -hmm. um apart from the fact she's got a wicked throw She's also oh, got this so rainbow in her eyes, which wasn't mentioned for half the film. And then yeah, suddenly, not at all. it's a key plot point. It's like a massive plot point. It, like, it's sort of a chosen one narrative. Mm. But I would have thought, I would have spent time at the beginning saying, oh, you've got some rainbow in your eye, Alina, or something like that. I don't know. That, that might have almost been better than not having wings. Because <laughs> yeah. it would have marked her out as being different, but not so different. Yeah, without the problematic bit mm. at the end. And when, so the first person that is it Azula? <laughs> what did I say, Azula? I don't think it's Azura. Azula. Azura. Azura. Yeah. Azula's the fire princess. Um, Azura is the first person to point it out, and um, I didn't see anything at when she pointed it out to indicate 
to me that what she was saying but i might have looked down but then later on when laverna points it out you do see a flash of literal rainbow in ah, her eyes do you okay um, it's very quick but it's just like a, a flash of rainbow across her face so it's not like um, the weird ta- tattoo on the side of her head it's not the weird tattoo because a few of them have that and i was hoping that it would be her eyes literally look like the pride flag but it's not that either no. um it, it's this sort of like if you get her eyes in a certain light they've got the ra- I think I it's really lovely um, I really like it as a concept it's like you've got the touch of destiny about you you've got the rainbow eyes um, we don't know where the rainbow eyes come from we don't know if they're a prophecy we don't know if they're just like a given thing if a few people have rainbow eyes if if there's lots of rainbow if everyone has rainbow eyes and it's just for dist- different destinies like I, I don't know but she's got the rainbow eyes, and that means that she's destined special. for great things. She's special. She's special. But now, apparently- we know she's special because she's managed to navigate around Fairytopia without wings all of her life. Mm. But that's apparently not good enough for Barbie World. <laughs> no, you've also got to have a touch of rainbow in your eyes. So, so yeah, so basically, she gets to Fairy Town. Yeah? So Yes. Dandelion's fucked off. She's got to Fairy Town, um, and she's looking for the leader of Fairy Town, Azura. Yeah, because and... each kingdom or town or place has their own guardian, and the guardians are all called after like gems. There's like Ruby and Topaz, because Topaz runs the meadow, and she's gone missing. We find out that Laverne's oh, she's, kidnapped. She's her. having cups of fucking tea with Laverne. She's having a great time. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a tea party. Wonderful with another fella. There's a fa- so we also see that fairies are multi-gendered. Yes, which is interesting. Um, Very. Because um, I was waiting for the male fairy to arrive that would be our Ken, and he doesn't. No, he doesn't at all. I don't think so. There's a, there's one that looks more like he belongs in the Arabian Nights. Is he yeah. Ruby? Yes, yeah. he is, isn't he? Yes. Not a very masculine name, but that's okay. Great name. Um, greatness, my, it's my niece's name. Um, Strong name. But not the name I would have given to a man that looks like. The I like back it. There. I think it's. I think it's good because they're all the colours of the rainbow, and like two of them kind, are men, kind, and the rest kind, of them are women. Kind of sorta, yeah. They're sort of named after minerals like topaz and ruby. Mm. Well, ruby's a gemstone, but yeah. Um, uh, as you write, I've never even heard of as you write, but. Um, Hey ho, azure blue. We know that, don't we? It's, it's 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 nice that there's this whole rainbow thing getting going on because yeah. that obviously the, the rainbow thing in her eye and it's going to lead to a quite a nice visual later on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's looking for this azura, and we we meet who seems to be the the administrative. She goes to like the administrator's office, doesn't she, to try and find him? He wants now to do with her, and it reminded me of um the fella in uh, Swan Lake. The troll. Yeah, the yeah. like the troll that lives in the library. Yeah, very mm. much so. And um Yeah, and but Alina is so cool, she will not be stopped. No. She doesn't care if people say Azura's too busy to deal with her. She just goes to her house. <laughs> literally, literally like she's she's so confident and brave. It's baffling that she's never left the meadow before now she's like she's always she's just been picked on all day every day living in a lovely little one bed and then one day she's just like i'm gonna go save the world bye everyone 
Oh, um, you don't want me to save the world? Well, tough. I'm going to go save the world. Get out of my way. I'm going to save I've the fucking world. I've got a rucksack world. with and the balls like, in, and I'm, gonna, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. But she, I guess she's been inspired. That's that's yes. the point, isn't it? Is that she has? <coughs> she probably never needed to before because basically, fairies don't get up to much, and there seems to be a lot of flying around, a lot of bitchiness, a lot of postmodern chit chat. Um, and all she she just lays down and takes it. And Dandelion's quite nice to her, even though she, it turns out she's a shit friend. And she's got <laughs> a pet friend. puffball, whatever the fuck that is. And yeah, um, I hope we find out. No one else has puffballs as pets. No. There are no more puffballs. That's the thing that And there's me. no, like, puffball village that we walk through on the edge no. of the shitty forest or whatever. But Azura, I kind of like Azura. Because she immediately oh, spots. She immediately spots the colours in her eyes. She's got, um, she's got short hair as well, hasn't she? Yeah, Which she's I got quite... a really cool design. Yeah, and and yeah, you know, everything I've the, some of the other designs I'm a bit met about because I do think it's a simplicity. The, some of the stuff in this film's a bit overly simplistic, like the right. backgrounds, like the fact that everything's just sort of blocks of color. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I kind of like Azura. She's kind of cool. She's the ruler of. Fairy Town, which sounds like a kind of cool place, doesn't it? A whole town of them. Yeah, um, like the and, capital. And, yeah, and um, and she's got quite a nice dress, and she really takes a shine to Alina. She's the first person in the film to really sort of take Alina seriously. So yeah. Much, so much so, she's going to base the whole fucking plan <coughs> on, on, on Alina following through without giving her enough information to work on. Yeah. Why, yeah. why do people do this? Why not it's say, right, Dumbledore. you, you got this look in your eye. That means you're this. We're going to do this, this, this. And what you got to do is that. The mm-hmm. whole the whole thing, we could have had the whole film, but she'd have known exactly what to do. But instead, she's well, like... Well, no, I don't think... Azura doesn't know how to defeat the person. She knows that Dahlia does, so that's why she's on the way to Dahlia. But she ah. also knows that she's in danger of being kidnapped at any point, which is why she hands the like all-powerful necklace mm. over to uh, Alina to look after. Because she's like one step ahead of the villains who only, happen to be only, right outside her house. But only one um, step ahead, yes. So I, I get it. Like, I get why she doesn't explain everything. And perhaps she might have done if she'd had a bit more time with her. But, of course, she opens the window and the fungus, which is the name for all of the sort of fungus the bogeyman slash troll type creatures that yeah, I uh, Laverna love that. have. I love that because obviously fungus, you know, mushrooms and stuff, you know, you, you know that mushrooms aren't individual plants, yeah? They're like mm. underneath the ground. There's this, it, it, it's it's something between flora and fauna. And mm-hmm. so, so it's, it's so science fiction. So by calling the trolls like a fungus and they're like a hive mind, but yeah, they individual are. bodies, just like mushrooms are. That's so fucking cool. I thought I, I and and because they're they kind of appeal to boys a little bit, don't they? Dirty little trolls and things yeah, like they're that. like snot coloured. And... But I love the way they they are the they they have like this hive minds and they're the one creature but with multiple bodies and and they don't have wings either, so that's good. But mm. I just thought that was a really cool concept, just to dump in the middle of this that, it's fact, fun to, to have like evil minions it's it's fun it's like lefou meets fungus the bogeyman pretty much like yeah. it, it really is just like a gross I'm, almost, funny... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna posit that that's too good an idea for this film 
<laughs> I love that idea so much. I'm taking it away and I'm going to do something with it because I just think that's mycelium and, and, and mushrooms and toasts have always fascinated me because I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people really understand what they are. And they just think or, it's something or, they have on their care. pizza. Or care. <laughs> but actually, fast, well, for me, it's a fascinating creature that isn't a plant. It isn't an animal. Should vegetarians yeah. eat mushrooms? Hmm, interesting. Um, you know, if you're not going to eat unfertilized eggs. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. But, so it's, it's far more, it's far more um, an animal than an unfertilized egg. But anyway, don't, that's it. the point. That's really interesting. So yeah, like to transfer that onto what's already a pretty cool concept again, going mm. back to Maleficent and her little like minions in Sleeping Beauty. It's very reminiscent of that. You need, you need ugly minions to send into beautiful places to capture lovely people. You do. But Azura, one step ahead. She might know she's, she's going to get captured. But she's, she's arranged some support. It's smart. It's um, And it's you really get the impression that this character is very intelligent. She's like making decisions on the fly. Wee. And she's like thinking things through and giving enough information and putting trust in people and like just being really nice. Um, and I love it. Like she op- flings open the door. Fungus is there. And he goes, <laughs> he literally does that. And I was like, yes. <laughs> You're coming with us, Azura. He puts the moi in front of the mwahaha. Because Laverne has previously gone, ah! <laughs> or if you want to go like Wicked Witch, there's always like a, ah! Like a scream beforehand. No one ever fully just sits there and goes, Mwahahaha. But this thing does. And I'm here for it because it's it's good. It fits him. It's it, like it, he's read it in a script on how to be evil. It's like if he had a moustache, he'd be twiddling yeah. right now. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um, so then we meet Hugh, who, again, like, Azura's one step ahead. She's sent Bibble off to get Hugh. We don't know what Hugh is. I thought Hugh was going to be a Ken. Um, and then this horrific eyelashed butterfly turns up. Uh, See, and that's Hugh. Can I can I fess up? Yeah. It's only now that we're recording this that I've realised Hugh was a butterfly. Oh my god, what did you think he was? Badly drawn dragonfly or something. I just, <laughs> he just looked like a butterfly. He he looks like a worm with pancakes on his back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's dreadful. It's got it's got it has got. You know, I said I agree with you earlier. It's got a um, a bug's life feel to his look, mm-hmm. but as if they hadn't finished it. You know, there's an yeah. in, there's an initial sketch here that someone's then going to tart up and make look nice yeah. and, and, and add some 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 bones to this. It's like it's like a oh, it's just like a collection of shapes. It's I've... true, and the way he sort of moves, he's very off-putting. He looks like a bait. He looks like he should be the Shelly. Mm. Like like this was the Shelly originally, and then someone was like, no, we'll make it. And it's like a butterfly. Like, like in a concept art, I see what they were doing. It's like Sididimus, but a butterfly. Like a, like a British sort of medieval pilot knight. But with wings, and it's a Barbie movie, so the wings are going to be pink, and that's fine. But then it's like heavy pink 
eyeshadow and big long eyelashes that looking at just a still of them you expect him to be voiced again by like Cree Summer and she's gonna be like well hey there Alira just get on my back and we'll go to the forest let's go find Dahlia so apparently Dahlia but she it's not it's hello get on my back and let's go and you're just a bit like whoa did you chat did you was there a conversation here before this was did david never did david never just turn up and insist on being in the film (laughs) we couldn't turn him we couldn't turn him down he wants to be the butterfly but yeah but he doesn't look like a butterfly in any way shape or form and he's fucking huge so again we we have this scale thing again about you know I understand that Alina's a fairy and can live inside a peony and I'm kind of with these pixies which are about the size of her eye or uh, yeah about that yeah but now there's this butterfly which is whose the eye is the size of Barbie's (coughs) head yeah and my head my, my, my head can't get around the scale of anything let's not even wonder how big Bibble is really no, um, who knows? Changes. It's changes. It does. But, you know, gives us some airborne action. Yes. And quite another scary bad guy. Those, were they yeah. firebirds or something? Is that what she called them? They're like spiky, horrible, snot-coloured creatures that you don't really get much information about, but you don't need to because their aesthetic is so frightening that I'm like, run. Yeah, like, I just, mean, they're, just, they're not, like the, they're not like the winged monkeys for Wizard of Oz who literally gave me nightmares until my teens. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> I really fucking hate those things. But they're like, they're like, but again, they're almost like from another film. They're like, they're like spiky pteranodons that can, yeah. that can, can they breathe fire? I think they can. And they chase you. Probably. They chase you and it gives them an excuse to crash land into another another you know we've been to where's she from again meadow garden she's from the magic meadow magic meadow and we've gone to fairy town and now we're going to crash land in yeah in somewhere which is one of the other kingdoms who isn't represented though in by the by the um the council of the rainbow interestingly um we we have a detour basically in mamadia which is... Which is so interesting and again leads nowhere and does nothing, which indicates to me that they short they always were like, This is gonna mm. be our Middle Earth trilogy and this is the Fellowship of the Ring. So we're introducing you to Mermadia and some characters, um, but we're not gonna do anything with them. Because course... they'll come back for the sequel. Like this is... it must be that. Because... It must be, because this is another kingdom <laughs> in Fairytopia. Again, no fairies. They're mer people. Um, they've got magic pills, so people can just go underwater um, <laughs> and breathe. Um, but they have no representation, political representation in their kingdom. Laverna hasn't even thought about it. Laverna's bad thing she's going to do and take away everyone's powers of flight isn't going to affect them whatsoever. Yet we spend 15 minutes with Prince Nalu and Mamadia. Yeah, like you so, say, setting us up for another film. For a, for a sequel, it must be because Prince Nalu we're introduced to as we're crash landing, and he's basically like, "I'm having a lovely day sunbathing," 
and there's a couple of other memories. Like, so instantly I'm fascinated because I've never seen anything where initially, because, you know, we've grown up on a diet of the Little Mermaid, never the Little Merman. Mm. And so to instantly be introduced to a merman, I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Give me more. Give me more. He's such a cool design. His tail is awesome. His hair is fun. He's got this great skin, like, complex, like, his skin color is different. And you're like, is it because when you're in water, you always get a much better suntan? So is that why he's a bit darker than, like, the Caucasian Barbie? He's got this cool hair. He's got, like, a seaweed sash because he's a prince. He's funny. They, They crash land and he, like, starts having a go at them. And then he sees the Barbie character and he's like, oh hi and it's so funny um he's so interesting so instantly i was like how are they gonna get a barbie fairy to marry a ken merman because that is what is happening right now on screen but like how is this gonna go so then i was like how are they gonna is the merman gonna be able to walk is but like is barbie gonna be able to swim and then he's like take this seaweed i was like okay 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 Okay, that's what we're doing. Gillyweed, let's go. Um, and they, they consume this very convenient seaweed that everybody knows about and is totally fine with taking. Um, and they're all able to swim underwater, which, again, we've got problems where Hugh suddenly looks like a manta ray. Uh, <laughs> his wings should have, like, disintegrated, but instead they become, like, a stingray-type vibe where he's just, like, chilling underwater, like, you know, whatever. You know why the water looks green? Why? Because the seaweed. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Sorry. <Get it> <laughs> edit, edit that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> the people must know the truth. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've definitely seen um, that joke since and... you mentioned seaweed. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's why you've been quiet. You've been like waiting to interject <laughs> while I've been like gushing about Mermaidia, which I, A, cannot wait to see more of because just the small moment we get where we basically take a shortcut under the water and we meet all the different mermaids who are totally okay with three strangers from another land being underwater with them i guess because they're with the prince so they don't question it they're like oh any princely stuff i don't know um it's really fun the water's really beautifully animated like oh, it's no fucking moana like don't get me wrong but like mm. it's fun it's really nice and it's different and i really enjoyed it um and it's funny and we go through and then they basically are like, well, I guess this is goodbye. And they give like longing looks. And I was like, how are they going to get this merman into the climax of this movie? Because Barbie has to have a boyfriend at the end. Because she's never not had a boyfriend at the end of her movies. And that is her brand. And why would they not do that? But she's got so many things to do already that I'm aware of. Like, she's going to need to get some wings. She's going to need to save the day. She's going to need to get back and make sure the poison stops. So all of these, like, Bilbo things that she needs to tick off. How are we going to fit Merman Ken into it? They don't, is the answer to that. And I fucking love it. He's just like, bye then. And they were like, bye. Yeah. Like, bye, oh, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, then, he, you know, he's... He... Like you say, they've clearly planned this, and 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 that that arc will just take a bit longer than an hour and ten minutes to. I had to, to Google it. I was the... like, <laughs> the like the immediate sequel was like, Merman Prince Nalo has been kidnapped, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know everything, 
you said, um, and I'm not going to gush quite as hard because it's not in my nature to, but there is so <laughs> much more done here with his, everything you described about the way he's dressed and the details and the world underwater is far better realised and thought about than the sort of the multicoloured rainbow council that we have. Yeah. Um, who's dre- who I thought designs, Azura aside, are fairly underwhelming. Whereas this yeah. one area, I think, I-, I want to come back here and spend more time yeah. here. And guess what? Lucky me. I might be coming back a couple of times. <clears throat> yeah. Honestly, I fucking can't wait. I'm just Googling him and there's lots of like fan art of mm. Prince Nalu that I'm going to take some real time looking over. Can you think of a less lovely. threatening male than a man whose bottom half is a fish? I no, like. Are you kidding? He's going to be such a strong swimmer. He's going to be like. He's going to be able to whack you with like his seaweed thing. His little like arm thing. He's cool. He's so cool. He's the coolest. Ken. I'm going to put it out there. He's the coolest Ken we've had so far. And he doesn't look like Ken. That's also what's so fun. And that's another thing about this movie overall. There's a lot of characters that look really cool. Like their faces are not just the Barbie face copied and pasted with mm. different eye colors. They've really gone that little bit, not massively, but a little bit further to give them slightly different face shapes and um, no, I think I think they have. And... I think you, I it's absolutely really agree with you. In terms of the character models, in terms mm. of subtleties, this is by far the best. It's the rest of the world, the rest of the realisation and Hugh and, yeah. and, and it's the bigger stuff that I think it looks like a step back. It looks like it's been done by different people, which indeed it has been. <clears throat> but I have to agree with you, you know, all, there's a lot of characters that could look all identical, could all look like versions of Barbie, and they don't. They've yeah. all got, you know, even if it's Laverna's beauty spot, I mean, that's an easy thing to do, but they've got different <laughs> hairstyles, they've got different eye shapes and face shapes and head shapes. Um... And yes, it's also easy for five-year-olds because they've all got different coloured dresses on. But there's more to it than that. There is there is a yeah. certain there's a certain art that's going on here, which is a hundred percent, which is the best we've seen so far, I think. Definitely, and it's really realised in this Prince Nalu character, which. You know, I I am thrilled. Don't get me wrong that Barbie ends this movie without a boyfriend, but having seen the potential boyfriend. I now very much ship them and I I'm like how are we going to get over this mixed race problem here like is she just going to have to live off a diet of breathing underwater seaweed it can she like grow a tail can she get a tail um is he going to turn into a fairy or is this relationship doomed from the start and therefore why have you got my hopes up like I'm really excited to see where it goes I really want Fairy Topia Barbie to get with Prince Nalu from Mermaidia, and I I really worry that they're not going to be able to. And just like looking at Google Images, I'm a bit like, oh no, <laughs> what is this? I'm, yeah, I don't think you should also Google how fish reproduce. <laughs> no, that's really good. Really to do that. That's really going to take the edge off the whole thing if you're thinking this too The relationship far isn't all about. No, um, but but if it's prince, princes and princesses, it is. I'm afraid but, we all know it's all true. about it's all and about the heirs, and you know, <sighs> Barbie the spawning is. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, no, it's okay. It's, I find I, the <laughs> mermaids in general creep me out because I don't Aww. know any. I don't know anybody who likes actually touching fish. You know, like especially kids. Oh, I you know, see. You know, fish skin is pretty creepy stuff, and the fact that half somebody. The only film that's ever done it any um, credit to me. Well, I guess. It, but have you seen the Polish film The The, the Lure, where two no. two two to um mermaids it's basically a retelling of, of the little mermaid but through mm-hmm. a polish 80s set um set in a nightclub and they sing sort of 80s style pop songs and but it's it's horrible and gritty and their tails also their tails are <laughs> super long and oh. it's 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 a fantastic you wouldn't like it because you don't like the horror movie but it's a fantastic movie that's the only time i felt they've ever got mermaids right. <laughs> if, you, if you just think about the bottom half of your body being a fish that's not... and you'd have to have gills as well probably or we've got is... magic, well we've got magic seaweed mm, so that's scary. okay but you True. notice you notice um in in the superman mythos there's laurie lamaris who's also a mermaid i mean mermaids are nice. a sort of a classic creature aren't they of myth that i just really yeah. really fucking struggle with <laughs> and a well, mermaid it's, it's interesting, as well isn't it because they've always started as like the siren mm. from the odyssey and like they're fright like peter pan they try to drown wendy like they're horrible until hans christian anderson was like i'm going to use a mermaid to complain about the fact that i can't marry the love of my life so i'm just going to do that now and then suddenly the mermaid become like a romantic idealistic beautiful part of mythology and you're like God damn it, Hans. <laughs> uh, no, no. Fish are yuck. Um, fish are everything. <laughs> Although Hans Christian Anderson obviously made it incredibly tragic. Yeah. He ends up as foam on the beach. Yeah, unless all you good little Christian boys and girls pray really hard, she's going to fucking stay that way. Mm. Well, she did. But if you pray, she'll get into the <laughs> kingdom of heaven. So. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who believe in that nonsense? But yes, I don't know. I I, I, I enjoy your shipping of, of the... Uh, and we'll, I just... We'll talk, we'll they, talk more on really, this in Mamadia, won't we? <laughs> yeah, and they've just really set it up that he's really into her. Mm. And if they're then going to turn around and be like, that was a fucking lie, I'm going to be like, how dare you? Need I point you to fucking Hans from Frozen and his fake ass, no one's around except the audience and he's giving Anna that look to dupe you into thinking he's a good character so therefore you don't earn the twist because you've lied to your audience is that what you're doing here with prince nalu is it is it because i don't stand for it so we'll see <laughs> i'm scared now it's not going to turn out the way you want <laughs> i'm scared it's not going to turn out the way i want <laughs> anyway um, we have a little we have a little side side visit which enables us to meet Dahlia. Dahlia, who's another fascinating character. That she's really fun. She's got a great design, great face. Yeah, I mean, she so she is another sort of winged creature, a dryad, mm. which is kind of like a forest fairy, isn't it? I mean, it's not a huge. I think dryad dryads are normally related to forests, aren't they? But she used to work for Laverna, and then she realised Laverna was a bad egg. Was a huge bitch, <laughs> and uh, but has decided to uh, deal with this just by hiding away. Not which not... fair, yeah. It sounds like all the guardians were like, "We don't believe you've changed," except uh, Zura, who tried to listen to her, which was why she was going. Mm. 
But she claims that like 10 years ago, she left her service and was trying to tell them about this plan that's now being put into place, um, which again is very realistic. Hey, we need to do something about climate change. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> God, we need to do something about climate change. Yeah, no shit. Um, but yeah, so she's really fun. Barbie's not very nice to her. Barbie's like... Well, if you don't want to help me, that's fine. I just came all this way and we needed your help uh, and we thought no. you would be able to. Ba- ba- but it's not, it's not that Barbie's not, not that Barbie's not nice to her. Barbie pulls the full passive aggressive playbook out. <laughs> and, trip Barbie. <laughs> and and basically says, Well, okay, we'll be off then. And and Dahlia Well, no 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 no. Obviously I'll help you and you just think yeah, all she wanted was a little bit of attention, just to make just it feel a little bit special, a little bit of respect, exactly. But no, Bar- Barbie doesn't. This this new Alina. God damn it, Barbie! She takes shit from nobody, and it's like, it's my <laughs> way of the highway. I'm fucking off. Oh, you're coming now, are you? All right, all right. Oh, oh I see. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you and your friends can play with guilt trip Barbie. <laughs> Always punish the ex-villain. Oh dear. <laughs> it's awful. Um. But yeah, then we go back to, to we're, we're, we're getting to the end. As I say, this this is an hour and 10 minutes long, but I, oh, we've completely skipped something because I didn't write anything about it because I think. What I do you think we skipped? Um, the little like troll creatures, the little like, the little like creatures. Do you remember? I the, don't the, remember. Like, the little like gnomes. I do. Yes, I do vaguely. I mean, it's the... so unnecessary. Yeah, because we're on this sort of like walking quest, which is kind of traditional. Mm. But we are so distracted by Mamadia, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, go back there. Fuck I everyone else. I can't else. even remember those characters. No, they were like two little characters. Oh my god, sang... the, the Irish stereotype leprechaun creatures. Yeah. That was fucking horrible, and I yeah. can't. I cut that out of my memory. Yes, yeah, and I've got no notes because they're a racist trope. Yeah, they were awful, and they were completely unnecessary. Like I would have rather have spent that time learning more about the mythos, the kingdom, Laverna, mm. her backstory, the enchantress, who the fuck is she, and why should we fucking care? Like any of that. Is, Let's so, get to know they, Dahlia the ones, more. Are they the ones? Let's that have point, a flashback. That point than where Dahlia actually is. I think so, yeah. Is that their... I don't know why, because I also don't want them as a toy. They're they're ugly. They're horrible. They're They're a racist trope. I know know lots of Irish advertising like, feeds on that trope, so maybe it's not that racist, I don't know, but it's... um, Well, if the... Like, there's a difference from, like... I don't know the the home country doing it rather than mm. an American company being like <laughs> oh, yeah, the but Irish. I, but maybe maybe they want to do Patrick's Day Barbie or something. I don't know. It's just weird. Just weird. They're out of context. There's everything yeah. else we've seen. Um, I mean, leprechauns are a fairly specific um fairy creature, and and mm. also if you dig down to that mythology, not one that you'd want to be hanging around with. No. <laughs> they're more akin with, don't they eat people yeah um, I think so and they're more akin with Rumpelstiltskin I always felt than anything else and maybe that's just the old fairy yeah. tales book I used to have with a horrible painted f- picture of him um, obviously not <laughs> Obviously not a photograph of Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but, circa um, 1821. Yeah. Um, but yeah, weird. That was mm, weird. Horrible. And, 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 and I'd forgotten about it. And now you've reminded me. I'm getting quite angry about Sorry. it. So let, <laughs> let's move on. Let's because move on. They pick up Dahlia and... Um, Head straight to Laverna, who yeah. is looking fucking awesome. Like, you need to cosplay as someone from Fairytopia. All right, I'm going to go as Laverna, obviously. Like, her climax outfit is beautiful. Yeah. No, she's, she's got a whole look. She, ha- she has. And, of course, the reason I went for Dahlia, of course, is because she understands the plan. And she understands mm. the plan's weakness. Yes. And all they needed was a girl with rainbows in her eyes and a good right arm. And a good arm. Because they now invent a new thing <laughs> called the Union Point, which they keep talking about over and over as well. Which yes. doesn't work for me. as a It's not as catchy as it could have been. <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah, there's a, there's a, there's basically a crystal in her throne that if it gets damaged, the whole plan's over. Don't really know why, but hey ho. But yes, yeah. Look, yeah, she's looking cool. Laverna's looking. She's she's got the witchy, sexy thing going on, hasn't she? For a fairy. She really does. You know, I know, I, you know, I know. I have nothing to do with somebody who's half fish, half insect. So I'm all right with. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only one major difference there. Um, but yeah, um, it's 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 a killer plan, and like she like there's a bunch of bullshit where they like make their way to the castle, and three of them get captured, and oh. Lyra manages to blah 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 blah. Kind of boring. No offense. Um, but then we get into the cave, and it's such a fun setup. It's like. It's it's really c- cool how she's got this like arc of chairs that are now filled with all the guardians that she's just managed to get. I'll buy it. She's powerful. She knows what she's doing. She's got a plan. She's been installing it for ten years. She knows what's up. Um, she's got her throne opposite it, and she's got the crystal in her throne. And she's she's like aware. She's also been made aware of this wingless fairy. And again, love it. And it's because it's a short movie. We can't waste time. And that is my favorite because she's instantly like that sounds like someone who could fuck my plan up go and get her and then she does the other villain trope of when she finally turns up to try and rescue everyone laverna's like hey i'll give you everything you ever wanted i'll give you wings and she's like she stopped short of (laughs) i am your father <laughs> yeah. It was a bit like that, right? Trying to turn her to the darkish, well, to to the mildly grey side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to the fairly justified side because she's talking to her, and I'm like, you know what? If this movie 180s me and Barbie becomes like Laverna's little sidekick and she starts ruling the world, and that's how it ends with that sort oh. of like, like doom doom sort of like tune in for the sequel kind of thing i'd have fucking bought it like i'd have been like laverna tempts her both with hypnotism and with look you have been treated shittily by all these people Mm. why on earth would you help them and that's what laverna's feeling as well you know she has been written out of history i've got a whole backstory for laverna but you know it feels like she's been written out of history she's um been made to feel um unwanted and unloved and this is her yeah. turn to be because all she wants to be is loved 
mean, it's a bit extreme. Yeah. And and she's saying to she's saying to Alina, she's saying, look, these people took the piss out of you for having no wings. They gave you no respect. I mean, admittedly, not the people in the room. Yeah. Admittedly, only people we've seen has been mean to her as little pixies, which yeah. possibly doesn't actually seem to bother her very much. No, and it she doesn't. Gives her a set of wings and says, "Look, this is you." And really nice evil wings as well. Green, lovely green, evil like green, greeny purple, evil green, mm, evil green. Yes, purple and green to get like the Joker, but they're very, they're very nice wings. And mm. and and then and she sort of takes over her book. I, I, I love the way that she sort of repeats it like a zombie back everything that Laverne has yeah. said. I'm re- I, I was really quite invested in this. It's, it's <coughs> such a good final scene. It's it's so same. I was really on board with it. I really couldn't wait to see what was happening. She's getting cl- so basically she gets handed the necklace. She's got the necklace of Azura, and all that needs to happen is she needs to put Azura's necklace back on Azura's neck. So then she can suck all of the power from the fairies and she just needs that last one to complete the set. So very slowly, of course, Barbie's walking towards Azura and she's like, everything you ever wanted, the whole small town of your... Like, it's really, really good. And she's like, yes, yes, just a little closer, Alvina. Like, it's really good. Um, And Azura's like, no, Barbie, wake up, come on. And she doesn't. And she gets so close. Mm. I literally wrote in my notes, you done fucked up, Barbie. Because I genuinely (laughs) thought, like, oh, my God. Like, she's not going to snap out of it. How she snaps out of it is not great. Like, she repeats one line to her that she'd, like, said a couple times before. It wasn't as good as the plant and payoff from earlier, mm. um, as we're about to get, even. But um, it's fine. She's like, think of the friends you haven't met yet, or <laughs> whatever. Oh, God, yeah, that's and, a bit um, a weird. A, a weird... And it's because Azura had places set at the table for the friends she hadn't met yet. And then Barbie uses it to try and get Dahlia on side. Mm. Uh, think of the friends you haven't met yet. When Azura first said that, by the way, did you get a bit of Mrs. Cavisham about her? Like she was a bit fruity. And that, oh my God, I was like, run. Maybe this isn't somebody I want to have tea with. Yeah, I was like Norman Bates vibes. <laughs> That's right, those, she's going to bring out the skeleton. Those are for but... the friends I haven't met yet. It's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, there was a very big moment like that. But yes, for that to be the thing which, which turns Barbie back to... Uh, to the path so of the righteous of is a bit weird, yeah, because it's a creepy old line. But again, kind of um, so cool she... though, because there's a lesson you want yeah. to tell a young child. Oh, for sure. You know these because people move about, change, grow up. You know a lot of change happens, like when you start school, or when you move schools and things like mm. that. And that's a really lovely line to tell a young child that you know you've got fr- the friends that you haven't had made yet. And I thought, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just bit creepy as well the way that i I, I just and i just wanted it more Mm. it comes like 40 minutes into the movie like i wanted it 
I wanted it to be something that she had like tattooed on her wrist as a baby or something and she didn't understand it. Like something a bit more deep-seated within Alina and her whole vibe as opposed to a random line that's mentioned 40 minutes into the movie. She lacks backstory, doesn't she, Alina? That's the problem with this. Her only defining characteristic up until the beginning of the film is that she doesn't have wings and frankly doesn't seem to bother her that much no Um, exactly it's not a problem she can't not do anything she's not really downtrodden as we've mentioned as much as i think the people in the movie like to think she is a small clique of pixies are a bit mean to her but even who who seem like twats anyway so i don't think it's out of character they'd be twats with or without wings wouldn't it so yeah um but it would have been nice if there but again Clearly, she's an orphan. Clearly, clearly, there's yeah. other things we could have dealt with, and almost and it, it might have been fine if she just had wings all along. Yeah, exactly. And she's got the rainbow in her eyes, and maybe she's got something else, or you know, she just needed like an Anastasia locket. She mm. needed something from childhood that could be constantly referenced and then pays off at the end. But she, she sort of doesn't. She has wings, and here's where the real. <sighs> problems that tie into the problems come because Laverne has been like join me and I will give you wings because that's not what the true meaning of friendship is you don't need wings I'm just giving you something that I aesthetically can see that you're lacking and therefore think you want as much as I want to rule the world they're not really what we need they're what we want you don't need wings you want wings and therefore I'm going to give it to you as a villain thing you know how villains are always like you know it's very princess and the frog where it's like I'll give you your restaurant Tiana and she's like think of your daddy and she's like my daddy never had what he wanted but he had what he needed but go fuck yourself, Shadow Man. Spoilers for the Princess and the Frog. Um, but it, it, it's very that at the moment. It's like, oh, I'll give you wings because you don't need wings. And you it's want not, them. and it's that's not nothing, important. That that that. Frankly, she's never said she wants them. At exactly. no point. You know, exactly though, and that's why it's walking. a good villain thing. That's mm. why it's a good villain offer. Um, so then she yeets the thing into the thing and it's wonderful. I literally screamed with joy and my notes are caps lock, plant and pay off. She can throw good. Um, it's beautiful. I love it so much. And I love just the simplicity of the fact that like, it's like, it was like that Nike advert where it's like, she can throw like a girl. Like, I was just, <laughs> I was just thrilled. Like as as something coming out from two thousand five, it was very heavy handed and unsubtle, and I was fucking here for it. I was like, yeah, throw, throw, because girls can't throw. And look, Barbie's throwing good. We can throw good if Barbie can throw good. Barbie is our icon. Girls can do anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just made me really happy. Um, I'd be interested to know if it affected anyone back in 2005 in that way. It just seemed a very obvious thing to me to be like, yay, women can do anything. Um, but yeah, so then, so then we go back, like everything's fine. Like very quickly. The day day is saved. Everything's fine. Everyone's back Um, to the... Back to the magic meadow. Back where they belong. She's puffed into like some rainbow droplets. Like off screen death doesn't count, which is why we can bring her back for some sequels. 
Uh, her staff's gone, she's gone, all the shackles have gone, Barbie's wings have gone. Because remember, they were a thoughtless offer from a villainous creature. So we come back to the meadow and everyone's just sort of there. Dandelion doesn't even say anything. She just waves and you're like, fuck you, Dandelion. <laughs> Good God. Um, so she, we finally get to meet the Enchantress. The Enchantress comes down and she's really... Stiff. Not great. <laughs> like, I wanted some... Like, she's got a lovely, like, rainbow head band thing mm. where she's got, like, a pendant with a rainbow in it, which was great. But I wanted that to be reflected more in her dress. Her dress is very bland, considering mm. who she is and what she stands for. And she's really, um, really stiff. Yeah. She, she's not... I, she's like, um... She's like a... A mannequin... Yeah, the, like, the, I was like, the, this yeah. is your glorious leader? Like, this is who at, you sacrificed everything you, for? When you see how Laverna was all pliant and moving, and mm. she was very lithe, wasn't she? And she yeah. and she was very emotive with not just her voice, but with her actions. This 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 mannequin comes in and basically says, you did very well. Yeah. Oh, you did very well. And then, um, yeah, it's very like Glinda versus the Wicked Witch of the West. And even though you're like, what's good about the Wicked Witch of the West is that you are frightened of her and she is a scary villain that you want to see melted. But she's also really fun and enjoyable because she's the loosey-goosey one compared to Glinda, who's very stiff. But here it doesn't quite work because we're not scared enough of Laverna. We don't, we, we're kind of okay with her plan. Like if she were to succeed, I would be like, all right, let's see how you run fairytopia um i'm I'm interested to hear your policies i felt the other guardians could have reached out to her they could have discussed it come to some kind of i don't know um compromise agreement they could have tried something she's like the reason topaz is stuffing her face is because she's constantly like try my cookies like if i'm gonna rule you we're gonna need to get along so like here i bring peace offerings in the form of baked goods and you're like you know what you're really not that bad when was the last time you got a muffin off the enchantress when was the last time you even saw her like she seems really aloof like people don't think laverna exists probably because the enchantress doesn't mention it because she's a massive bitch like i really couldn't get behind the enchantress and it tops it all with the final thing that she does which completely undermines everything now we knew at the beginning of the movie the chances are Barbie would have to get wings at the end. But by proving that not only was she able to save the day because she didn't have wings, that she did it flawlessly, and that the offer that the villain gave her was wings, for then the Enchantress to turn around and go, and they tried, bless them, but it just wasn't enough, and go, you may not need a gift, but you deserve one. And she gives her wings. And mm. I'm like, I don't buy it. I don't like I just, it. I, I don't want it. I just don't like it. I thought there was, I know we talked about this is a, this isn't a different time. It's only 2005. This is not the mm. 70s, right? <laughs> but this, you know, there are plenty of people who are bullied because they are different. 
whether they're different because they're in a wheelchair or because of their religion or because of the colour of their skin or because they have they're not as pretty as everybody else or there's all these things all these people mm -hmm. that Alina's lack of wings could have represented yeah and the moral of the story is you didn't need wings to succeed the yeah. end instead it says if you work really hard I'll give you your leg back I'll make your skin white again. Yeah. I'll change your gender. I'll get you out of that wheelchair, which is not a lesson that any parent tells their child because exactly, it, it, it's it's the opposite of how the world works. And it was, I get it. I get that maybe we're reading too much into it. But if Barbie, if Mattel wants Barbie to be a character whom is inspirational, representative for women. Yeah, that's why mm -hmm. she goes to the moon. That's why she's got all 150 different careers. The one mm. thing she can't do is fix... Something that's not a problem. That's something that's not a problem, exactly. Um, and it and was the, opportunity they were lost, so, I thought. Absolutely. And the thing is, they were so close. They were so close. Because the first thing the Enchantress does is gives her a butterfly necklace, which I took to be like Mulan vibes where she's like come and be a guardian like I want you on my council I want your advice I think you're an asset to the team I think you'd work really well with the rest of the guardians um we may have to change your name to like a mineral or a gem but like we'll do that in the paperwork when we sort out your contract come and be one of my political advisors and just don't get fucking kidnapped um but there wasn't that. It was like, here's a butterfly necklace that all the guardians wear, but this isn't a guardian necklace. Like, don't be silly. You're not going to be one of the guardians. It's just a magic necklace that now gives you wings. And it's like, that's what your sister did. And you hate your sister. Like, you're just doing exactly the same thing that your sister did. So, like, why and, and have you done that? Also, just thinking this through, do you remember when she was walking with Dandelion through that shitty wood? Mm. And dandelion couldn't fly anymore and alina said oh that's because you're not used to walking but she's a fucking expert at flying yeah <laughs> i yeah. don't know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that kind of undermines the, the sort of the statement you made but basically think some things have to be earned and yeah this... like and like we this is the thing there wasn't enough time for us to watch her come to terms with her new wings it's like it's like literally walking around with one leg all of your life and then being given another leg you're not just going to suddenly be able to walk perfectly it's going to take some time and some training and some effort and it's going to take a lot of time and yet she's that she's like well go on then try them out and like everyone is totally okay with it she shoots off into the sky and she's like ah, i'm flying and again all i thought was like oh well there goes your fucking leg day you guess you're never going to use them again like they're going to go like frumpy very quickly aren't they barbie like guess you don't need it's like when you learn to drive you just stop walking everywhere it was because then for her to come back in sequels i want her to come back wingless because that's who she is that's the character that we've fallen in love with mm. it's like when tangled gets parents at the end and you're like I don't care because I don't know this relationship and you don't know each other and like it's, it's, it's meaningless to me we've had is this the fifth film this is yeah. the fifth film sixth sort of episode that we've done 
and there's been flaws and flaws all the way along, but this is the first real misstep. Yeah, I think that we've had. I think, uh, and it's interesting that we, you know, we don't really discuss this. You know, we watch these films fairly cold, don't we? We don't talk about them mm. with each other, and we both. That was our first initial takeaway that I think we've been both desperate to talk about since yeah. we started the episode. You know, we, uh, uh, it, because it is so wrong. In it, it's, it, might, it just would not happen it today. Could have, it, it could have been written differently that it's the only thing on her mind, and maybe that's you know, and and the whole bullying thing going to come out. But it, it's not. It's not just that it doesn't serve. Sorry, it's not just that it's the wrong thing, a wrong lesson to teach. But mm. it's just not even a reward that was in anybody's head. This is not yeah, important. Exactly. This has not been important to her ever. Either, it or, never held her back. She was never bummed she, out about it. Or she's been lying the entire <laughs> film and she's an unreliable narrator. And actually, <laughs> Bibble has been saying, but what about your wings? You really worry about your wings all the time. <laughs> and maybe one day we'll get a proper translation of what Bibble was saying <laughs> and we'll find out that actually... Alina's been quite a dark place because of these wings, and this would have made more yeah. sense. But yeah, this, this but a, even disappointing. Even then, this whole story proves that she doesn't need wings and was actually at a good place for not having wings. And like, no one needed wings. No one, no one <laughs> needed wings other than <laughs> Hugh, because his whole Literally. existence is as a giant, creepy aeroplane <laughs> thing. And Bibble, because someone would have stamped on him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's it's a real shame. Um, I get I get it, and like I know you say that two thousand five wasn't that far away, but you you really have to get yourself into the mentality of the time. People were not talking about things in the way that they are now, even ten years ago. Mm. Um, they were completely different times, and. You know, I think they would probably clap, clap, patting themselves on the back due to the fact that she doesn't end up in a relationship by the end of the movie and the main point about her that was useful was that she could throw well. And, like, that was... They were uh, like, yeah, fucking they, 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 go us. And, they, and they're good things. They're good things. Yeah. And may, yeah, maybe our modern-day wokeness has made us no, more it's... sensitive and, and but it's just wrong. Woke always it's... just means an an awareness of inequality and yeah. a want to change that. Like um, what to be woke is a very good thing, and I'm proud to be woke. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and which is what even I'm... though the word itself is is a well not our word that we have stolen, um, like everything that we do. And yes, yes, I think it's. I'm very happy that both of us watched this movie and were like, "That's a terrible lesson." Um. And and I imagine if they did it again today, they might be like, no, we're not going to do that. That's a terrible lesson. Um, it well, was just back then. It was you like, have prosthetic oh, of course, give wings, wings. Right? You have it's just thoughtless. Kind of prosthetic wings that weren't a reward at the end, but she might well, have used along a, the way or something way, like that. I imagine they are. I get the impression now, and maybe I'll be proved right in the sequels, that if she were to remove her necklace, <gasps> She'll she her would wings. no longer have wings. So mm. they are prosthetic in that sense. Maybe. Um, which, which is fun, but it still undermines the whole lesson of, gosh, she doesn't need wings, don't Indeed. give her wings. Like, Indeed. stop. <laughs> but she could have wings um, for, for a, to have a play, but she just shouldn't need them to live her life. 
I d- uh, yeah, yeah, like like you would get a car. Like the next time she needs to go to Fairy Town, it will, she'll cut the journey down by two hours with wings. Um, but she doesn't need them to be a better person in herself. And they really they they tried with that line where she's like, "You don't. We know you don't need these, but you deserve them." And it's like not good enough. I'm a child. Like I'm a child, and I'm not acknowledging what you're saying. I'm just seeing that Barbie has a reward of wings now. Just like my um, dolly does. Yeah, exactly. And the Barbie doll does have wings. Mm. Which, again, it has to because this is the fairy Barbie, so you want your Barbie to have the fairy wings, but the character doesn't have wings. So it's like how you can't buy Clara not as the sugar plum fairy, mm. I guess, even though in the movie she's only that for like five minutes. And not at um, all. Not as, and as the biggest plot twist <laughs> ever for you, if I remember rightly. It was the biggest... <laughs> plot twist that I never saw. I figured out Fight Club. I saw the sixth sense coming, but I could not work out Barbie and the Nutcracker. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm never going to live that down. Um, no. <laughs> the highlight of the show for me. <laughs> so if you have the DVD... The menu is full on. There's lots of options here. You can f- go to your favourite scenes. Uh, there's a help section, which I was concerned about, but it just shows how to work a DVD remote control. Um, and there's the option to boogie with Bibble, which I did, and I made him dance to hip hop, and it was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I don't know if they went back and put these extra things on when the DVD started coming out, because the next movie was the very last or I think the sequel to this, which is after the next movie, was the very last one to come out on VHS. And then I think they all switched over to DVD. They did. And a lot of them have been remastered, haven't they? Yeah. As well. Um, so I don't know when that happened. But yes, it was interesting to find out that there was still VHS at this time. Mm, yeah, because I always took 2001 to be the switchover because some people had the Philosopher's Stone on VHS, some people had it on DVD. Same with the Calendar Girls. Um, that was the sort of shift, the the, mm. the turn of the century is when I thought. But then I, I guess it had to gradually fade out because not everyone was going to go out and buy a DVD player um, straight away. So it, I get it that it's still happening here. Um, baffling to think, as you say, like you assume the VHS was something that literally stayed in the 90s and never went over into the 2000s, but that's completely inaccurate. Um, so I could give you so I could possibly... give you a whole thing how DVDs were rammed onto <laughs> us by, 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 by a special offer at Woolworth and Sony's PlayStation 2 ensured oh. that we all had DVDs in or around this time. Um, so they were very, wow. very, very expensive. Um, yes. They were over £500. And then Jesus. Woolworths did this deal for one for just under 200 oh. And between that and the absolute preponderance of the PlayStation 2, which is the best-selling games console of all time, nice. which came with a Blu-ray player, uh, with a DVD player. Oh, wow. That got it all into our houses either by stealth That's or so by avarice. And it was all around this time. And the, and the Woolworths deal, you know, my my partner at the time, she went and bought me it because she was so excited it was so cheap and came with like 10 free DVDs. It's the other reason why the Shawshank Redemption is one of the 
best-selling DVDs of all time because it came with those DVD players. Oh, wow. And because no one obviously bought it. It was a huge flop originally, but there was loads of stock of it. So they gave it away. With And any deal that you had to buy a DVD player in that in that time period would always come with a copy of the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, my that's, God. That's that, so interesting. I know. Right? That's what they called me, the professor. But, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, um, that, that's, that's a telling of it. And the, I would also tell you the story of how the porn industry made the legitimise it and stuff like that. But... Yes, in and around that time. And I just thought it was fascinating because obviously there are these extras. I noticed a couple of extras on some earlier ones. And um, I thought, oh, I wonder. I hadn't even played hadn't even played into my head that people would still buy VHSs in, mm. in, in, a, in a post-Barbie world. Yeah. In a post-Barbie yeah, world? Exactly. In a post-Barbie in, in, a... in, post in the Nutcracker world. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought about it, which is now going to be something I'm going to go and look for. No, definitely, same. Um, I'd really love to see the front covers, because DVDs are always different to the VHS covers, mm. and I love them. Um, but yeah, and just like just a shout out to um, Kelly Sheridan, who's playing Barbie here, playing Alina, and just the the fucking work that she puts in because the whole dvd menu has its classic hi there i'm barbie welcome to fairytopia would you like to play the movie now you better settle in because the movie's about to start would you like to play I mean, dancing she, boogie she, with bibble <laughs> she's got a, she's got a good gig at this time hasn't she she really really does and she she crushes it she's so good like mm. there was a bit when she was on the back of hugh and there was a line delivery there that i was like you're just fucking nailing it kelly like you really are like i'm so happy for you you deserve everything you got and i really hope you were paid in royalties at this time um, because um, we're you're, going you're to, crushing it we're going to obviously we're going to lose her at some point which she, I'm really gutted about. She does come back, but she is the consistency. We have been through from from Nutcracker to now. She's the only consistent thing. The the, yeah. the, the direction has changed. The style has changed. The animation has changed. The quality the of the Ken's, animation has changed. Ken's in it or not in the it. Directors. Yeah. And and this is the first. <laughs> oh, this is the first Barbie movie that and prove me wrong if I'm wrong. Um, that hasn't had a major like celebrity voicing a villain like i don't know of the, of the films who... that we've watched so far excluding the rockers and the and the and the sensations or whatever mm. it was of, of these cgi post 2001 films. yeah i had a quick look i thought have i heard of anybody no this feels like the first straight to i know they're all straight to dvd but i mean this, this yeah, really but feels this really like... feels yeah, like the, like the budget was a bit. They were like they not given them as big a budget, so they did the best that they could with what they were given, and they still did a good job. But there's no big name here, and actually, all of the cast, um, I think, are gonna continue to be consistent in later movies. They're gonna constantly bring them back to play different characters but, in Barbie movies. But you are gonna and find very really weirdly yeah. in the next episode. We're gonna go back to how it used to be. <laughs> So there's, yeah. this, there's this weird time frame now where, where these are these are a subgenre. The fairytopia movies are all going to look and feel, and they've got the same people in, and they're going to go down this path, and then they're going to be interspersed with, firstly, a throwback movie, one that that you know for the 3D bloody thing at the time, which happened, but um, uh, but also a whole different stream is going to happen outside of these fairytopia movies which are far more modern day 
and mm. and it's like it's like the creatives at Mattel are throwing a couple of different you know a couple of ideas at the wall every year. So well, we need to keep selling Fairytopia. They sell gangbusters, but we need to try this. We need to try that. Um, there's a consistency which is going to change between film and film for a little while now. Sort yeah. of. And I think, you know, we're entering like a phase two, I would say, of a. I thought that, yeah. We're like post Avengers 2012 and we're mm. entering into the, the phase two of Barbie where the consistency is going to be in this voice cast of highly successful children's animation voice actors you'll like i was trying to look her up and i i know her voice because i've heard it all of my life just obviously not in a consistent accent or character um but they're like deep within my soul because they were all in things that i was growing up with you know i mean she was the laverna was in ubos which is the greatest um children's television show ever made and so they're all they're, they're all my little ponies they're all in recess they're all um, in Rugrats, there are all, all these voice actors that you know and love from children's animation, co- like through the years, for like the last 20 years. So they're all going to be really good as well. But we're not having our little cameo of like, we've managed to bag Jennifer Lawrence's <laughs> coochie or whatever. Uh, yeah, interesting. So where would you put this fella on the list? This is, it's so hard. It's so difficult because. Up until now, it had been very easy because we'd just been getting consistently better and better. Here's where we really have to think about it. I really enjoyed Fairytopia. There was a lot of it I liked, but I cannot deny that the pacing was quite poor in places and there were moments of dullness for me and the little minion creature could be quite annoying in places. I think that I want to place it above Nutcracker, possibly above Rapunzel, but below Swan Lake. So is Swan Lake our number two at the moment? Yeah, so we've currently got Princess and the Pauper at number one, which, you know, this... And to be honest, I put this as one of my first notes. Princess and the Pauper was going to be a tough act to follow regardless. And I think Fairytopia did an all right job. It Because it was so different and because it tried something new and the introduction of Mermaidia really helped it out, um, you know, it, it, it was by no means better than The Princess and the Pauper, but it didn't make me despair for the future of Barbie movies. So I, I'm glad so, you've chosen that number because hmm. I was thinking it's the third best one so far yeah i think i am disappointed with how it with the, with the moral yes but, but yeah. we're, we, we, we've talked about that at length i didn't like those leprechaun characters that they wound oh, me God, up no. bibble i didn't them. like at all however <laughs> it's an original story it doesn't do anything too clever or smart nothing subversive really is going on here in the telling of the quest um, we got to see another few worlds, you know. But it, it, I I love world building. Yeah, I think, same. I, think, I really I, love 
the Middle Earth aspect of this movie. There's, there's, there's a universe they're building here. It's kind of why I like the Marvel movies, and that's Marvel mm. comics even. It's because they clearly exist in this interlinked universe, and some people might be flying off into space, and some people might be in magic, and some people might be swinging around New York. But yeah. but everything is connected. Um, yeah. And I like the way we're making a start here. I mean, I have, I, you know, jokingly took the mick out of the word fairytopia. Um, but I kind of like that. I They've clearly got a plan. There was clearly always going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. This is a dull range which is here for the for the long haul. I believe there's a sequel yeah. and then two spin-offs. I'm not quite sure the other two films are a direct sequel. So let's see where that goes. I think, yeah. that, I think that's because of the art style that changes. Um, also, just reading what people thought about these films, you know, on, on Reddit threads and YouTube comment, you know, that's where I, I sort of like to go and have a little hunt for people. People who watched it at the time, people who, how, how they, they found a clip on YouTube and they think, oh, I remember this back in 2000. I bloody loved these movies. And, the, yeah. and people did. Which was interesting, because I think I, this is probably where me and my kids stopped caring. I mm. had no idea there was going to be thousands of the fuckers uh, <laughs> coming on after this. But yeah, we, we, we stopped, we probably maybe even skipped Ferrotopia and went straight for Magic of the Pegasus, because it felt mm. like too much of a toy tie-in. Yeah, but, it felt very different from what we've been used to. But I didn't really think that in the end. Yes, no. yes, I know half the characters are. There's a lot of things I didn't like. Is it as well made, all round well made as um, as Princess and the Pauper and Swan Lake? Not even close. No, but nowhere near. Did it wind me up as much as Rapunzel did? No. Did it? You know, and 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 we've got a villain here that actually. Is interesting. I really like them. Which, I really like the villain. But, I like a lot of the characters in this. I, I do as well. I want to know more about Dahlia. You know, that, mm, that's an interesting... And Azura. <gasps> yeah, I love Azura. I'd, I'd love to know more about some of those gods. I want to go back to Mermadia. I want to see... Mm. There's another Four Kingdoms we haven't been in. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to check some of this place out. And I wasn't expecting that. I was really expecting this to be the worst one of the lot. And it wasn't. I was worried that we were going to shoot back down to like, oh, Princess and the Pauper has reached number one and Fairytopia is going to come in at number five or whatever. Mm. I assumed it would be better than Barbie and the Rockers, but I, I didn't. I wondered if it would be as solid as the Nutcracker, but I would argue it's more solid than the Nutcracker. It's more enjoyable than Rapunzel. You're, you're right, though. Just like Swan Lake and Princess and the Pauper were just on a different league. So. So it's cu- it's currently sitting at number three. Are we ha- are we happy with that? I think I think number three. Where we are at the moment, this is this is the mid range one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to slip down. I know it, but maybe not that Let's far. Let's be optimistic. No, I don't think it's going to slip that far. I do. I really yeah. do think we're still in that golden age of these films, and I'm expecting things to be far more variable as we go on. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright with number three. That's that's where I wanted. So so far, we've been in complete sync every yeah. episode, which is and really. I odd. was wondering if this was going to be the first trip up where I was going to have to fight to put this at number three, and you were like, "It deserves number seven or whatever." Mm. Um, but no, this yeah, this has been really good. So it's it's interesting how it's appealing in the way that it is. I, as I was googling. 
some Barbie uh, toy images earlier in this episode, I came across what I thought was originally a bit of cosplay, but actually is Barbie Live in Fairytopia. Like a like a stage show sort of thing. Like a stage show. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> I, I'm like I'm gonna have to send you what I'm currently looking at as a that like look look at that they've cast it with real people and they've put Bibble as like a little puppet that she holds and. Hugh is like a person in like a big suit and there's the mermaid there and he looks amazing and it's so fun and I can see who all the characters are meant to be and they've got the butterfly necklaces and it just looks amazing. Barbie looks gorgeous. Like it just look at the costumes. Look at them. They're so good. (laughs) What is this? Where can I see it? I want to watch it. I will give I money. Have vague memories of stuff like this. <sighs> and like, did they do it for all of them, or was it just Fairytopia? No, I... <gasps> hey guys, I just wanted to know everyone's thoughts about Barbie Live. This was in 2017. <gasps> oh my it god! It wasn't even that long ago. Oh my god! Oh my god! I hope oh. it's on ice. That's what I wanted to be on ice, but they look like ice skating. Uh, They're a bit too extravagant. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. You need to put this in the meeting notes. Oh, my God. I've just moved your face out of the way to uncover the troll character. (laughs) Yes! Yes. (laughs) I hadn't seen that. Your your little image was there on Skype, and I moved it to the side. Oh, my God, what's that? Um, Yeah, wow. Um, What is this? Is it like a Barbie... Barbie Live the Musical is coming to Australia. Barbie fans of all ages will love this all-singing and all-dancing new musical set on a Hollywood soundstage. The performance follows Barbie and her best friend Teresa on the set of their new movie. When Teresa starts to doubt herself as an actress, Barbie is quick to teach Teresa to be confident, believe in herself, and in turn, trust in the power of friendship. Not only will Teresa learn these wonderful life lessons, but so will the audience. Barbie Live the Musical will include popular songs from the animated Mattel hit movies, as well as new music from distinguished producer Robbie Roth, with a talented cast of 19 singers and dancers, dazzling costumes, energetic songs, and awe-inspiring sets, Barbie Live, the musical, is a must-see. 2014, this was. Oh, my God. And there's a bit from Swan Lake where there's, like... They're, like... Oh, my God. I have got... um, Yeah, this isn't going to play out very well in our episode, but I have found something for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this this actually started the same... The very Topia thing is from the same time as the film. Uh, so, so oh this was God. just a live show, and apparently, there are song. Yeah, there's bits of it on YouTube. <laughs> I've just sent oh you God. a link. I hope. Oh, I don't know. That probably. Yeah. Oh, that was just the title. Bear with me. I don't think that. We're going to Azura's cottage. No, I found it from the first national tour with Erin Elizabeth Causes Barbie, yeah. Rebecca Larkin as Dandelion. Oh. My God. Oh, my God. Like, not only do I want to watch this, I want to be in this. Like, oh, my God, yes. Like, way to get me back into the theatre. Like, come on. Look at the costumes. We literally said, didn't we, for The Princess and the Pauper, I said, why Why has no one done this? Well, like a fool, I've been proven. People have done this. And it looks amazing. And of course they have. 
Of course they have. Why would you not? I just, like, who was in charge of it? What was the company behind it? Like, toured in North America in 2006. Genius. Because was this around the same time, do you think, that Disney were trying to capitalise on live versions of their shows? Look, I, I seem to think there was a whole... So there's a whole thing going down at this time. You're right. Disney... Obviously, Disney had the big West End musical-style thing, didn't they? Like, The Lion King yeah. and others... Um, but there was this whole second rank where um, I remember taking my kids. I mean, this this none of this will mean anything to you, but there was this group of Australians that called High Five and the Wiggles and taking your show, your children's shows out on the road to theatres uh-huh. was a real thing then. This is yeah. a step above that, but it's all in the same thing. It's, it's a way of getting parents' money out of their wallets. <laughs> Yeah, and a, but, and a but, fun but, night out for all the family. But but again, you know, I used to love taking my kids to that stuff, right? I mean, there weren't shows I was yeah. particularly wedded to. <laughs> it's no Les Mis, but... <laughs> um, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of music, as you know. You know, we've talk, talk, spoken about yeah. this before. I'm not a huge fan of, of a lot of this stuff. But to see kids five six seven eight nine year olds utterly entranced by yeah these people in the flesh or these stories in the flesh the yes. magic that you can do on the i was talking to you a couple of weeks ago when i watched hamilton and there was a special effect that happened mm-hmm. where time appeared to be going backwards which is something yeah. you couldn't do on film in that you know you could do on film yeah. but you do it a completely different way and to do it by yeah. lighting and sound to see the magic on kids faces why kids love pantomime yeah. Yeah, pantomime's yeah, the, the worst thing in the world. Theater. But <laughs> to see your child's face light yeah. up with that magic, to honestly, I mean, my kids used to believe that the fucking mascots of the football were real. Yeah, yeah. well, and I know, never Disney used to... have made a whole thing off of that. Yeah, costumed characters. I took, I took, we took Amy to to Euro Disney, as it was called then. And she cried <laughs> non-end because she was terrified of these oh. giant creatures. But I took her to the Reading football and the fucking lion there, she thought it was real and got his autograph. Oh, um, fuck um, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, exactly. But so, so so, you can't always decide what's what. But yeah, I can see. Say, oh my God, seeing a Barbie. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had a similar experience, but in my defence, it was Mr. Blobby that I was meeting. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> who is a nightmare. If if you're American and you're listening and you don't know who Mr. Blobby is, do not Google it. Um, but this is amazing. And what a brilliant introduction to theatre for children as well. And Absolutely. it's just such a magical experience. And, and, and I'll draw this. My daughter is now at university learning... She's doing theatre. She's doing, but not not acting. She's doing. She's making sets and doing light rigging. And she sent me photos the other day. And even in lockdown, she's doing. They're doing shows, and she's doing all the technical stuff behind the scenes because of that initial magic that yes. was presented to her from from a children's show made into a stage show. And yes. and you'll also see if you go it's things like genius. Chessington World of Adventure or um yeah. or the other one, they've always got some kind of show, bait or Thought Park or yeah. Legoland. There'll be some kind of live show where poor yeah. park workers have to dress up as characters from a children's TV show, rain or shine, it's twice actors. a day. It's actors on 
No money. I've been one of them. I, and I, I know you have. Money. I was trying to give you a, <laughs> I was trying to give you a, um, a lead in there. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> but however rough yeah. it might feel, however, however hard it might be doing it twice a day, every day during the summer, the magic that brings to a kid's life is, um, yeah, astonishing. You know, it's like everything. It's you look out and you're like, oh yeah, that's mm. why I'm here. Because it is. It sounds so lame, but it's. Yeah, it's so good. And I'm, I'm watching the teaser trailer for Barbie TM live in Fairytopia TM. Um, and the second, the second quote is, um, so what does it say? It says, building on the sparkling success of one of the most compelling Barbie movies. And you know what? I agree with that quote. I think it is compelling. Fantastic. I think it's great. Fantastic. <laughs> I think it's awesome, and I literally cannot wait to spend the rest of my day watching clips from Barbie Live in Fairytopia, and and I hope that there is more where this came from. I'm pretty and sure there is. I hope that there are auditions. For <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so dear. good. But yeah, so that, um, I think, as we've said, surprisingly enjoyable, which is mean to them. By now, we should be prepared to have a great time every Sunday, and yet we're always a little bit cautious. I think because we've seen Puppy and a Princess Power or whatever I think the, I think some of the titles, on Netflix, and we're um, like, uh-oh. Yeah, some of the titles are scaring the shit out of me. But I don't... <laughs> But we haven't failed to be entertained, so I'm still no. I'm still happy we're doing this. Yeah. And we've managed to talk another two fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Oh, 